0: Hello and welcome to SEO SAS. You are joined with myself, Sarah McDowell, SEO specialist at Like My Media, and I'm joined with the lovely Hannah Wellings, who is the SEO manager at Soak.com. We'd like you to think of us as your SEO problem solvers, as each week we will cover your SEO pain points that you send in. And we will battle it out between ourselves to get you the answer.
1: This show is brought to you by the team at LikeMind Media. LikeMind Media helps clients find their audience and start having conversations with them, whether that's on social media, video, content, or even podcasts, just like this one. We're using their podcasting equipment right now. They're super lovely people who take time to understand your business and think like you.
0: So, Hannah, how has your week been?
1: Yeah, really, really good. Super productive, as always, lots and lots going on. Um, does lead me quite nicely into our topic for the day actually. Hey you are smooth. <laughs> so today was a good day however there's one thing that really really annoyed me that I was intending to tell you about. I mean I
0: can tell because you can't see this but she's really like hitting the hand hard there so <laughs> carry on.
1: That's okay so the issue is I had uh, received an offer of a free blog. And, hey well, yeah. oh, everyone loves a free blog. Exactly.
0: What so, did you have to do?
1: Well, well, I sent the brief. <laughs> Didn't do anything. <laughs> I spun a wheel. But yes, yeah, so I won this free blog, and very, very excited to receive it. It was obviously from an agency that does SEO, or at least link building helps. So I had expected it to be really, really good, and it was quite good to the point where it did meet the word limit. It had included the keywords,
0: okay. but that
1: really is not what good content is about to me. Now that might not make much sense because you think, okay, content, word count, two ticks already. Keywords, sorry, not content. It's all content. <laughs> but what this is content. <laughs> what really, really got to me was the fact that it just did not flow. It was just a load of fluff put
0: together oh. in almost a random order. So there. So, sorry, yeah. sorry to put in, um, but it's obviously been written for the search engine rather than the end user, which we all know isn't the way to do it exactly
1: so we can't share this we can't put that on social yeah. media and say this is really helpful to you we can't link to it from a product page and say this is actually really useful guidance therefore it's kind of null and void and they have to write it again other issues with it well, didn't oh there's it. more <laughs> there's, a, there's a list people this is probably my massive pet peeve actually about content and that's wasted words so first of all don't just put fluff in there for the sake of it and second of all if you've got a heading actually optimize it Because that's what everybody's looking at. I don't just mean Google. We all know Google looks at headings. I mean, if you're skim reading a page, you are looking down this long piece of content to find which bit is most relevant to you and what you're searching for. So here's some examples of the actual headings. Is it the right choice for me? No compromise. Another bonus, question mark. Make it work for you. Now, do you have any idea what this blog is about?
0: Oh, um, like something, my, my personal journey, because you're asking me, uh, <laughs> does it work? For, I never know if it works for me. Uh, so no, no would be the answer to that. Exactly. So it's, how do you know that's about a vanity unit? I'm sorry, like just, I mean, I might not be the only one and I hope I'm not the only one, but what's the, what is a vanity unit? Oh, guessing, <laughs> right, come on. It's a bathroom cupboard, basically. Then oh, okay. You put your okay. toothbrush in, your mirror unless you've got a mirror vanity mm-hmm. there you go not only do you learn seo tips <laughs> here folks you like all sorts all sorts
1: so but the, the issue there was they're really generic there's okay. absolutely nothing about that that said to google hey this is what this blog's about and there's nothing about it to me reading this blog to say has it actually got everything that i need is it going to save me space are there any actual benefits to buying this thing I see your frustration that way. <laughs> is there any is that the list is there any other
0: pain points that you
1: had with that specific one today uh, no, I think that was pretty much it there was there's obviously nothing sophisticated about it like internal linking on there okay um there wasn't even any external linking there was no sources, but that's that's fair enough to me,
0: for me if you're completely um, making content or any blog or any page optimized for SEO <laughs> um you always put links in because Google doesn't want doesn't like dead ends yeah. so you should always aim to not be a dead end if yeah. that makes sense so link or and, pages yes, an they page yes yeah so I've had conversations with clients where they're they're nervous about externally linking um because then they're thinking that they're sending traffic away from their website there's a little hack when you are inserting link. um go in advanced settings click the tab to open on another window hmm. and then you're your page is still in the
1: background.
0: That's it, yeah. Um, But not only does sort of external links to other sites sort of um, make sure that you're not a dead end or an orphan page, it also helps um, with the authority of your content and backs up what you're saying. And so for this article, which could possibly have won this
1: company some business, could have got them writing content for us when we needed an extra pair of hands, it didn't because they hadn't done anything to actually optimise it other than fit the keywords in that I had supplied and
0: meet the word count. Another, I've said like I, when I when we decided to do this podcast, <laughs> I made a mental note never. I, I say like too much. If I say like five times in a sentence, Hannah's going to let me know and I have to do star jumps or something. Or burpees. To, or but I hate burpees. <laughs> or mountain climbers. So I am not going to say like. <laughs> anyway, I digress. So talking about, so you know how you were saying that when people read content, they skim through. They don't read word for word, mm. and so like with really your subheadings, like let them know and guide them, and make sure that that content's right for you. Yeah, I was at Marketed Live last year, and we had an SEO speaker, and she said something really quite interesting. She said, whenever you're writing content, you've got to write for a nine-year-old, because when, because like like I just said, people don't read every word of a blog; they skim it. So if you write for a nine-year-old, you're making it really easy for people to do that, to take in the information. Also, people have different reading levels. So you need to bear that in mind. And like, I always have this sort of battle with clients that they, they want to use a lot of jargon and they want to use business jargon and in- industry jargon. Mm. Well, sometimes that might work because SEO isn't a one-size-fits-all. I do think you can, like, alienate people because if you're using big words and they're just like, I have no idea what this blog is saying to me and they're happy to sort, like, it's yes. just not a good experience for them. So there's a handy little tip there, right for a nine-year-old. Yeah, which... and also think about what people are going to actually be searching for. Yeah. Because if, if they've never heard
1: of, I don't know, give me a long jargon word.
0: Oh, don't put me on the spot <laughs> like that. Um, come on, bathrooms. You must, you must know. Oh, okay,
1: perfect one then. So, um, a, a waste, bathroom waste. Okay. I'm not talking about a waste paper bin or anything like that. A waste is in the plug setting. Okay. So I'm so <laughs> <laughs> I Love it. So, do we call it a waste? And yes, we do call it a waste because actually, that people do search for that. But we could also call it a plug. So that, and uh, sorry, that was not the most interesting example. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but you have to bear that in mind, and we do bear that in mind. So make sure that you're not just putting a word in there that you use because you actually know your industry inside out make sure that actually people are searching for it and research it beforehand
0: yes yeah, definitely 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 yeah so i mean i think we've covered a lot there but um i actually came across a good article on backlinko.com okay yeah i mean one thing that i would advocate consumers much sort of content as is humanly possible, because that's only going to make you better. One of the things that I always make time for is, and what's Whiteboard Friday? Um, I don't know, Hannah, right like, do you? I actually like to read them. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, people taking yes. uh, content. I mean, that's a different topic altogether, so we won't get into <laughs> that. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, so Backlinko, um, they put together a post um, called On-Page SEO, Anatomy of a Perfectly Optimised Page. And it's got a really, really nice infographic, basically detailing everything to, like, bear in mind when you're putting uh, together some content. I mean, I could lie and say that I've done this, but <laughs> I haven't. So, I'm so given... which of these do you agree with, then? So well, all of it. them. Okay. All of them. So, uh, start title tag with your keyword. Yeah, okay. I mean, sometimes that's not always possible. Yeah, it's not always possible to put it in But, title. like, if you can, then go for it. Okay. Uh, leverage SEO-friendly URLs. So do you want to, just for those complete novices, what yep. is an SEO-friendly URL? Uh,
1: so not lo- using lots of parameters, and by that, I mean not lots of question marks, hashtags, any kind of characters that aren't native to whatever you've written on the page. So, for example, this one says forward slash on-page SEO. Well, it's obviously about
0: on-page SEO. Mm-hmm. It
1: doesn't then say hashtag biscuits question
0: mark, 75932. You've also got to think that, like, make it as easy for people to type in. I know people don't type in URLs, but that's a good way of like, yeah. making sure that they're but friendly. But, yeah. Add modifiers to your title. See, I really
1: like this one because if we go back to H1s and H2s and thinking about whether you're going to make them useful or not, by me saying use keywords in there, so I don't mean to say easy to clean mirror. Yes. I want you to say something like make your mirror dazzle. Or make your mirror sparkle because it's okay. it's Some, not something as long as that, but
0: use actual words that people are looking for, but use it in a word that in a way that makes it sound normal. Mm, definitely. And a really nice tool for this uh, is called Answer the Public. Um, I don't know if you've got to like like I'm hooked because when you go onto the website you've got this man in a really chunky knit. Uh, he looks really warm and cozy, and he's just like looking around, and I love it. He's super grumpy, though. super grumpy, and then he shouts at you if you don't put a uh, keyword <laughs> in. How answer the Public works is it takes data from Google Auto Suggest. So you type in a keyword, um, and it could be anything like bathrooms or um, like notepads or whatever. Like I'm not doing very well off the top of my head <laughs> but then it will come up with a load of questions. Have come up in Google auto suggest, so no brainer there. Take that, put it as your yeah, main title. Exactly. And while on the top, sorry, no, did no. I put in? Um, I'm I'm awful at that. I'm just so excited to get words out. <laughs> while we're on the topic of titles, make sure your main title is using H1. Yes. There's no point having it otherwise. Yes. I mean, because uh, that. I'm saying air now. I've replaced light with air. I do apologise, people. So Hannah, why why do we need to make sure
1: that we're using H1s? Well, H1 basically signifies that that's what the the article is about, the page is about, the product, whatever is actually on that page. Having that title, the H1 title, well call it a title, it's a title tag, um, on the top of the page actually then says to Google this is what it is. But it also too from a user experience point of view. You wouldn't just read a newspaper article without reading the title first. Yeah,
0: exactly. No brainer. <laughs> um, I like this one. So dazzle with multimedia. So when you're writing content, make sure you're putting images, videos, infographics, anything that you can make that content as interesting as you can. People, some people prefer to take in information via audio or video. Or some people, like, for example, Hannah, you like to read. Yes,
1: or an where, infographic.
0: Or an, or an infographic, whereas yes. myself, I like to listen to stuff that I can jot down. So when you're writing content, I mean, it's not like, depending on your resource and everything like that, um, it can be hard to sort of, like, get videos in and infographics and stuff. Um, but there's loads of tools out there. Um, from the top of my head, Chart. Is make really nice infographics there. Canva, <laughs> how do I forget about Canva? <laughs> I was using Canva today. So yeah, and oh, the stat that I did learn—it's a general rule of thumb and it's hard—but someone was saying that after every hundred words, you should aim to then like put some sort of image or or even a or, quote. Do you know what? Sometimes actually something pick something to... out of it and yeah. use that as your something to break it up a bit. I just thought of another top I I'm just full of top tips, aren't I? <laughs> so, on another talk that I went to, because it's very important to continually keep learning. So, another way of making your content a lot more interesting is using bullet points. It seems so straightforward, but it will just make your content much, much better. And a really nice tip that I learned about this is whenever you're doing bullet points, always try to aim to do more than eight, because When Google, so Google have started doing feature snippets or Google Answer Boxes, and they can only show up to eight bullet points. So if you do more, you are showing to that person that they're missing content. So they'll be more inclined to click and go on to your blog, rather than if you've just got eight and it shows all eight, they don't need to. Exactly. You've got the information. I love that. Yes. I love play like simple stuff like that. It's stopping Google from taking over the internet completely. Yes, <laughs> people we don't will like still that. need to click onto
1: your website occasionally.
0: Um, what what else is on this list?
1: Um, so should we just yeah flick through the last few and then move on to our super special game? <laughs> oh
0: yeah, yes, I'm so excited. For
1: this. <laughs> um, so just going back to multimedia, we're uh, talking about images and infographics. Whilst they are really really good, make sure that they're not humongous. And by that I mean. Oh, really, nice. really high res, taking forever for the page to load, almost 1999 style, because that will obviously reduce page load speed, and that's very, very
0: negative for the user experience and also for search engines. On that point, is there any tools in particular that you like to use to um, scale down images? So if you've got like a big image and you want to compress it, like for example, I use Tiny JPEG or however you say it, the Panda, using oh, right. Bamboo. Um, I don't know if, if there's any. Ways that you can, that you have to keep images um, not on the big side.
1: Personally, no. Uh, I think it's automated.
0: me. Oh,
1: <laughs> all right, but I'm, I'm fancy. Yeah. Good old compression. Um, but what what I will say about images and just really touching really quickly on page load speed is John Mueller from Google recently, uh, well not even that recently actually, was quoted as saying that if it takes longer than two seconds for Googlebot to call your page then sometimes it will just ignore the rest of it. And obviously I'm paraphrasing, but what you can take from that is when you do crawl your own website, and we'll talk about crawling it another time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a whole different kettle of fish.
1: So if if everything's taking longer than two seconds to load or certain pages are, then
0: check your images. That's all often all that you'll need to do. Um, And just to finish off, I'll just quick fire the last one because I know that we've been blabbing. <laughs> wow, my mouth feels like a desert. <laughs> uh, so uh, there's the using h 2s for subheadings. Yep. So a similar, similar point. Gone over those Yeah. Words. Drop your keyword in the first hundred words. Yep. So make the reader actually know what you're talking about. Be careful not to keyword stuff, or be careful. I mean, we're only saying one here, but um, don't make it obvious that you've just plonked in the keyword. Make it make sense. Yeah. Make bit. it natural. Make Would it natural. you actually read this? Is it useful? Responsive design, use outbound links, use internal links. So outbound links is linking to other websites. Internal links is linking into other blogs, other pages, things like that. Boost site speed. That's a whole, yeah, that's what we've gone through in a whole different kettle of fish. So we'll do uh, <laughs> a podcast about that. Sprinkle LSI keywords. So LSI keywords are synonyms. How did I picked <laughs> really hard word to say lsi keywords are synonyms that google uses to determine a page's relevancy and possibly quality sprinkle them into every post yeah i like that so going
1: back to my basin waste yes i can obviously still talk about books even though i'm not actually
0: targeting that word because it's a keyword that's very very relevant yes and they're a, a, a synonym hat. That could be a feature. Uh, <laughs> How many times can you say in a, in a row? Image <laughs> optimization Again, that's another kettle of fish. I mean, there's lots to talk about with image optimization. Um, So, yeah, use social sharing buttons. Shares do matter. They do. Yeah, if you're listening with the headphones and I just clap. That's <laughs> it's because you guys are excited. I did. Uh, so, uh, social media doesn't have a direct effect on your SEO. But it has an indirect effect on your SEO. Hannah's looking at me like, "What the hell are you on about?" <laughs> uh, Basically, try it for yourself. Measure
1: whether your pages that are actually getting shared on social media are going up in the rankings or not, and
0: see whether there's any correlation. Sorry, carry on. Well, I think I'm not good. Yeah, <laughs> I think you you said everything that needs to be said on that. Okay, cool. uh, <laughs> moving on. Post long content. Yes. So whenever. Whenever I'm um, writing a new blog page or whatever, I'll always do research and I always see what pages are ranking on the first page and get an average of how long they are, because then you can see what is ranking and what's working for the people. So, and obviously this is a rule of thumb, I think someone did a study. Uh, might have been me, might have been Hannah, no, someone actually did a study <laughs> and they found that most pages that were on page one of Google had around 1,500 to 2,000 words and you can kind of see why that makes sense because Google is there to serve the user so the longer the content the more likely you are to answer the user's intent. And obviously if you've got lots of h twos
1: in there subheadings they'll see which bit they actually want to there read
0: there you go there you go
1: so there's a really good tool for that as well so um, ahrefs it is a paid for tool but there's a content explorer on there and you can type in a word and it will show you which articles or pages are best ranking for that how many words they've got how many social shares they've got okay. it's really really good cool thank you
0: for that handy little so, tip yeah. and the last one is boost dwell time so if someone hits their back button immediately after landing on your page, it's a sign of low quality pa- quality page. Yes. So most of you will have Google Analytics set up. Um, damn you. I've got my laptop <laughs> on in the background and you just heard a notification. Just ignore that. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so what was I talking about? Google Analytics. If you go on to behavior and you look at your top performing blogs or any blogs, uh, you will see average time on page and bounce rate. I, I love using these metrics because average time on page is a great indicator whether people who are landing on your page are actually finding it interesting if they're sticking around and if they're reading. Now what you should aim for is anything above a minute. I know a minute doesn't sound very long, but in the internet world it is. Mm. So if you've got something on average people are only sticking around for 10 seconds, you know something is really not right there you need to change the content, like maybe the keyword isn't actually relevant to that piece of content, or maybe people aren't finding the answer quick enough. And it's a really
1: good way of actually measuring whether your content is working. So if you go back through all of your pages, your blogs, your articles, your infographics, whatever content you're producing, you can find out which ones actually have the most well time, how long people are spending on
0: those, and therefore that's a really good metric for saying, is it useful, is it interesting. And page or blog has a low average time on page and a high bounce rate, then those two metrics together, because if there's a high bounce rate, just, just as a reminder, if people don't need to know what a bounce rate is, so that's when people have come onto a page, not gone anywhere else and bounced off.
1: Yeah. Back to Google.
0: Basically. Back to Google. So that's a waste opportunity because they're just going to go to your competitors. And, and you from
1: Google's unhappy. point of view, it's not delivered them the best content. So it's made them unhappy and that makes Google unhappy.
0: And no one likes an unhappy Google. No, no
1: one ever does.
0: Because then you're just going to fail with your SEO. So throughout this podcast, you'll get to know me and Hannah. And the more you get to know us, the more you'll know that we like to do stupid stuff. I mean, I think just the other week we had a lettuce. Eating competition.
1: No, to be fair, if that wasn't a lettuce. We were trying to be tortoises. Yeah,
0: well, yes. Yeah, so what do tortoises eat? So, yeah, they're eating lettuce. There we go. So, uh, jammy hype there. <laughs> us. Uh, so, every podcast, we are going to do a feature. And it's just going to be a bit of fun um, because we are fun. We like to be a bit of fun. An SEO is fun. An SEO. <laughs> yes. Just okay, stop cringing. Scene. We'll move on. <laughs> Okay, so this week, um, I thought it would be fun to test Hannah's knowledge about past algorithm updates.
1: Okay, what do you mean by those? Just so...
0: Oh gosh, how do you how do you explain what a Google algorithm update is? I'll have a go, okay. and you
1: see whether you agree.
0: Okay. So I would constitute... Now... <laughs> Couldn't help myself. For me,
1: the algorithms are put in place so that Google can do its best to offer its its users the best experience. And so, what it does is it puts things in place to stop people like us from uh, neglecting things or from taking advantage of yes. things. So, in the olden days, where people used to keyword stuff by writing words in white on a page, that used to
0: be my favourite. <laughs> or they do link farms. Uh, so basically, they'd buy a load of domains or and um, like do like a bit of a link wheel and like yeah. linking to each other.
1: So it gets wise to that by putting these algorithms in place so that it can then see, and its bots can see, okay, that's one of those, that's one of those really bad SEO ways of doing things.
0: Yes. No, well, I, I'd have to agree. <laughs> I have to agree. And um, so basically, in the SEO industry, there'll be a lot of chitter-chatter when Google has updated their algorithm, so how how they've decided to rate and show content on their search engine,
1: Especially if it's a big update.
0: Yeah. Um, there'll be chitter chatter, and there'll be a name given to it. And each update will focus on um, specific things. So, for example, uh, there was the Panda update, which focused on content, quality content. So, if you had a bad written content, well, really, with, 200 or really sort of two hundred words, yeah, something thin like content, that. Yeah. or it wasn't relevant to the person, um, then you'd get hit with a penalty, and Google would not show you. Search engine results, whereas we had the Penguin update, which then focused on links. Yep, so if you had spammy links, bad links, or oh, you, were paying, a lot links, yeah, yes. you were paying for links, yeah, you're paying for link like they would get you again. And they do find out agency. don't pay for links, don't pay for links, never pay for links It's not worth it. It is possible to get
1: them without paying for them, yeah. That's their issue agency, <laughs> like my media,
0: <laughs> so smooth. Uh, so I think we've. Describe. Yep, go for yeah. it. So in front of me, Hannah, I have a list of Google algorithm updates. Some I have made up, and some are real. Okay. So testing. <laughs> I am testing you. And when I was doing my research there's a crazy amount, like ones that I'd never heard, like ones before my time. <laughs> so yeah. You were so, <laughs> so, so old. <laughs> Getting into thirty. But some people are going to hate me for saying that, so I'm going to move on. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to start off uh, fairly easy, okay. and then it'll just get weird and wonderful, like like we are. <laughs> Hummingbird. Yes. Yeah. True. I should really, t- really tick off when you get one right, don't time. <laughs> Penguin. True. Fennel. <laughs> False.
1: If it was a ferret, maybe.
0: What, because it's animal related? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they seem to like it. They animals, do like their bodies, yeah. Bottom line. False. Pigeon. True. Cassandra. False. Sharon or Shazza. I was going to say true. Florida. True. And I just, uh, unrelated? It took me ages to realise Flowrider was Florida. <laughs> and I bet you people listening to this podcast would have also just had the same, like, recollection. Anyway, carrying on. Belgium. False. Big Daddy. False. I want it to be true, but I don't think it is. So, do you want to name your score? Yes, please. So, there was ten, and you got seven.
1: Oh, I'm quite pleased with that. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. So, Hummingbird, that was indeed true. Penguin, again, true. Fennel. No. And I got that inspiration when I was looking over at our tea selection because we've got a fennel. Excellent. We all like tea. <laughs> Bottom line, no. But did you know there was one called Top Heavy? I didn't ring bell. didn't ring the bell, was me. Pigeon. Uh, my Cassandra favourite. Sandra is real. Oh. Sharon isn't. Oh, damn. How I, can thought I get mixed up? I thought I'd like to throw you off. Then. Florida was right. Belgium, not. Yep. So you got that right to say in my head. Big Daddy exists. Oh, it does. Yes. What is that one? Well, you are putting me on the spot. I didn't write down. <laughs> we'll find out for next time. Yes. So we'll find out. if anyone wants to know, just make sure that you listen. Tweeters to. or something. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, make sure you listen, and we'll tell you what Big Daddy. Um, See, I
1: would happily do a forfeit for those. Um, but being as you've said like at least seventeen
0: times, I don't think I. Have. <laughs> you
1: have. You have. Then I think you need to do the forfeit.
0: Oh. Did we agree what the fourth yep. fit was? You need to do at least five minutes. I was up at six at the gym doing burpees. Well, we're going to it, do it I haven't, haven't got the right, right. shoes on, Hannah. <laughs> okay. Well, this is not gonna be podcast friendly, so uh right like, yeah. Entertain yourself. Okay, so
1: just moving moving now, to Do the taking position. I need she a lot, lot of space. Lots of space because she's humongous. You well you're not have. humongous. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna count. Go. you give me a Yep, yep. Nose to the ground. Well done. Yep. Wee. Two. Gosh. <laughs> Three. I wanted to kill you a little bit. Four. She's actually doing these guys. We might have to video this one done.
0: <laughs> Yay, last one.
1: <laughs> you didn't know it was
0: SEO and fitness, did you? <laughs> part of the SAS and from my very heavy breathing I think that's proof that I just did five burpees so no one can tell me a liar I'm just going to faint now
1: okay thank you very much for listening to SEO SAS next week we'll be talking about one of your questions so if you would like those to be answered please find us on LinkedIn it's sarah mcdowell at Lightmind media or hannah wellings at soak.com so send those through or you can email them to sarah Sarah at likemind.media. Did, did you see what we did with our email address there? <laughs> very, very clever. Yeah. And um, if you have enjoyed this podcast, and hopefully you have and you found it useful,
0: please follow it. Yes. And you know, even give us a five star review. I mean, you don't ask, you don't get, do you, Hannah? No, why not? Um, also, just a note that our podcast, you can find it on whatever podcast player that you choose. Just type in SEO, SAS. And if we've done our jobs right, which you'd hope we would in our, <laughs> in our industry, uh, you should find us. So, yeah, thank you for joining us. See you next time.